Hello. Before we start the show today, I would like to say that as of today, March 26th, 2019, prosecutors have decided to drop charges against Jesse Smollett. They are saying that this does not in any way ex exonerate him. His lawyers are saying that it does. I'm pretty much done talking about this, so... All I'm going to say is, I just don't know anymore. He may or may not have done something bad. Something bad may or may not have happened to him. I, I, I just don't know. And I have a lot of other things going on in the world that I'm trying to keep my eye on. I just wanted to make this addendum to these episodes that have already been done. Everything that follows was recorded prior to today and expresses my feelings at the time however they may have changed. Enjoy! Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today is going to be a very serious episode. So I'm actually going to start with something happy. I got over a thousand followers on Twitter today and thank you to everybody that is there now and if you're listening to the show, hi! I can't wait to have a conversation over there that will hopefully not be as fraught with anger, rage, betrayal, and everything else that this episode is. Because usually, you know, I'm talking about stuff that I love and great things, but there are times. Oh, there are times. And this is what... Oh. I, I have to give you a warning that I give at many of my conventions, and unfortunately I'm recording this by myself, so part of this um, doesn't work, but... I am one of those people that I have a little interior Larry Kramer, a little Larry Kramer that sits in the back of my brain and kind of gets up on a soapbox every now and then and starts yelling and screaming and wanting to get out. And occasionally, very occasionally, he can get out and my little Larry can really get up on that soapbox really well. And yeah... This is one of those days where I almost titled today's episode The Tragedy of Today's Gaze, but I didn't want to take away from that book that actually doesn't have, well, it has some things to say about what's currently going on, but if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. It is one of the books that has been very formative in my sense of self over the years. But okay. I've beat around the bush long enough. So Jesse Smollett was arrested today for faking a police report and staging the attack on him that we discussed in episode 695, Justice for Jesse, because I'm naive, I guess, and thought that, you know, in 2018, with all the real horrible crap going on where trans people are being murdered and raped all around the country and gay people are still being attacked and oh do we even have to talk about the race-based violence that's been occurring in the country and the rise in anti-semitism over the last couple of years 
I don't think we have to talk about those things because they're, they're so unfortunately commonplace that they've just become background noise. For goodness sakes, a white supremacist was just arrested for planning a terror attack in the United States. And I, in my naivete, did not believe that someone would fake a lynching on themselves as a publicity stunt because they were unhappy with their pay and wanted to garner more notoriety. Like, the very thought of that turns and twists my stomach in in a way that I just can't I just can't really put into words that this is what happened. Um yeah, so I I'm gonna read the first paragraph of the New York Times story that came out February twenty first, twenty nineteen. Chicago, Jesse Smollett, upset by his salary and seeking publicity, staged a fake assault a week after writing himself a threatening letter, the Chicago police said Thursday after the Empire actor surrendered to face a felony charge of filing a false police report. Yeah. So, this is a thing that happened apparently bond has been set at a hundred thousand dollars and yeah i mean i i don't i don't know how to take this i don't know what to do about this because there's part of me i'll, I'll be honest there is a part of me that is desperately wanting to find out that this is police overreacting and it actually did happen just because the idea that you would fake, like, I just can't wrap my head around the idea of faking a lynching. I mean, think back to his description. If you listen to that episode, he said that he had a noose put around his neck, put around his neck. He said that he was beaten and abused by these people, that he had bleach poured on him, that they called him the N-word and the F-word while beating him up. And I, uh, I feel so, I don't know, this, this, this is going to hurt the community so much because of a prominent actor like this like let's just throw away whether or not the case the case is true or not because you know he's been arrested he's well he's surrendered to the police that will be adjudicated in court and we'll see what happens with that but i don't even think it matters i don't even think it matters whether he's found guilty or innocent of these charges whether or not a court finds that he was actually attacked or not the damage is done like there's no point in arguing over whether or not he faked it or not or what's the evidence that he faked it or not i mean there's no point in bringing in any of that up because the conservative media 
is going to run with the story. And the people that don't believe that there is discrimination in this country and don't believe that their discriminatory ideas actually are racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic are going to run with the story. And this is the best thing that could have happened to them because any time anyone is attacked, it's going to, there's going to be a moment there's Jesse Smollett's name's going to come up. Like we're beyond the point of it mattering what actually happened in Chicago that night. That doesn't matter anymore because the weapon has already been handed to those who do not like people based on the color of their skin, their ethnic affiliation, their sexual orientation, or their gender identity. Because they can just say, oh, don't be like another Jesse Smollett. That's what's going to happen. And we as a community are going to have to face that. As mad as I am, and as much as I want to make this a screed about how selfish, self-absorbed, and harmful these actions are, we need to quickly turn our minds towards what we're going to do going forward. Because the one thing that I couldn't help but think about when I found out, like, because I was starting to suspect that this was the case a while ago, and I had been debating when was the right time to, you know, talk about this and of course you know the day he turns himself into the police because he's been charged with making a false claim a false police report that that seems like the right time to talk about it but through this whole process because this will tell you my age to a great extent i kept thinking of matthew shepherd on that fence dying and i remembered all of the arguments that surrounded his murder. The, the very fact that in court, they tried to argue that they were justified in killing him because of gay panic, that they were freaked out by his sexuality, and that led them to beat him a bit more savagely, and leave him to die tied to a fence. The rancher that found him thought it was a scarecrow. Thought his body was a scarecrow that somebody had left on the fence. And, you know, I just go through and the names and the faces of all those that the media finally started talking about, when they finally started talking about the violence that has, you know, ravaged our people. You know, my, I, I have a friend who's very close to me who was raped because she was trans and her neighbor found out she was trans and pushed his way into her house and raped her. And the police did Nothing. Nothing. 
because they didn't believe her. And I held her that night as she cried and shook. And now, anybody who doesn't want to believe someone like her is going to be able to point to Jesse Smollett and what he did and say, see, look, that's why we don't believe you. You're just wanting attention. You just have something against this person. And you're just making up a story. Yeah. This is going to hurt not just my community, which is the queer trans community. This is going to hurt the black community, the Jewish community. Anybody who has ever attacked from this day forward in an act of racial violence, violence against their gender or their sexuality, this is going to come up again and again. And that's what I'm worried about right now is how we as a community can stand up against this because we, we need to be careful like, I don't, like I said, I, I hate to say this because, you know, I'm one of those people that wants to believe victims. And I understand that mentality just because I know, I know the violence that has visited our community, our people. But this is one of those places where whatever our personal feelings are, we have to get out there. We have to be very clear that we do not support false reports. But beyond that, we need to be talking about the real crimes that are going on, that are not getting the attention that they deserve because they're not f happening to famous people. That's something I talked about a lot in the episode. I did about this originally, and I still think that's where we need to be right now. This is a time where we have to rally around the flag, both of them, the rainbow flag, the transgender flag, pick a flag. Let's just get all of them together in a big circle and hold them up and rally together and make sure that we are standing up for our community and for our people, because this is going to be used against us. And... I cannot imagine what it takes in some, inside someone's psyche to betray their community like this. So one of the ways we're going to do this is I am going to um, talk about some other real attacks that have happened and some statistics. I'm going to be pulling from the human rights campaign for that and trying to give you all some things that when this comes up in your life, because I've had several people already ask me my opinion on this, this way you have some names and stories that you can tell that really have happened, are happening against our people. So that in the face of this terrible betrayal, we can try our best to keep focused on 
the stories that actually do matter because this is a problem and we have to face it together. We'll talk about this more after the break. Hello, welcome back. Okay, so I am going to be reading from a post that was done by the Human Rights Campaign, HRC, um, titled, We Must Address Violence Targeting LGBTQ Communities of Color. Because while this was written in response to the original story told by Jesse Smollett, it does cover real attacks. So I'm going to just read from this for a moment just to get these stories out. In Memphis, Kaylin Grand, a black transgendered high school student, said that her life was threatened after school by a group of students. The teens followed her when she tried to leave campus, shouting racist, homophobic, and transphobic slurs, and even spitting on her, according to Fox 13. And just one week ago, Candace Elise Pinky, a trans woman living in Houston, was chased around a gas station parking lot and shot at for from close range in broad daylight, according to media reports. The attack was caught on surveillance footage, but the suspect remains at large. This attack comes Less than a month after Dana Martin, a black transgender woman, was fatally shot in Montgomery, Alabama, reports stated that she was found in a roadside ditch in her vehicle and pronounced dead on the scene. Last year, advocates tracked at least 26 deaths of transgender people in the U.S. due to fatal violence. The majority of those killed were black trans women. While the details of these tragic crimes differ, it is clear that the fatal violence disproportionately affects transgender women of color who comprise 80% of all anti-transgender homicides. Let's just think about that for a minute. 80% of all anti-transgender homicides are committed against black trans women of color or just trans women of color. Just that is, that's the nexus of all of this. This is the anti-feminism. This is the transphobia. This is the misogyny. This is the homophobia all coming home to roost and unfortunately, adding into the racism and attacking one community more than any other. That's the world we live in. That's the world in which this attack was faked. Was faked. Continuing just reading from here. FBI hate crime statistics released last year reveal a disturbing increase of 17% in overall reported hate crimes from the previous year. These numbers reflect a 5% increase in reporting of hate crimes motivated by sexual orientation, bias, 
and a startling 16% increase in anti-black hate crimes. This is what's happening in our country right now. That's horrific. That is horrific. And we have to speak up. We have to be the voices for these people whose voices have been ripped away from them. And we cannot allow the petty actions of an actor who wanted more notoriety to take their voices away from them. This is the time for us to speak up. This is the time for us to tell their stories. Because now, more than ever, when the conservative media and you know the mainstream media is going to follow right in lockstep with this, they're going to start talking about how, well, I guess it's not really an issue because this one person made it up that one time. And that's why false reports hurt us all. But you need to know these names. You need to know about Kevin Frett and Dana Martin and Candace Elise Pinky and Kiloni Grand and all of the people that are being hurt in our country right now. Because their stories are true. Their stories really happened. And nothing that Jesse Smollett did can take away the harm done to these people and to their families for having their loved one ripped away from them. Now, I'm sorry, I'm kind of in survival mode. I feel like I'm back in the day when all we had was the gay bar where we would sit and organize and talk about things with each other. And my mind is floating back then. And all I have to share are the same things that I've been saying for years. We need to be careful not to travel alone, travel in groups. There's safety in numbers. Maybe not enough, but there is safety in numbers. We know that people that commit these types of crimes are cowards at heart. And so by trying to stay in groups, by trying to stay with others that can be there and have our back, we deter this type of crime from being done on us. And that's not easy, and that's inconvenient, but that's something that we need to be thinking about and considering again. Because as these crimes are increasing, we have to look out for ourselves. We have to report any violence, any threats of violence to the proper authorities so that they can be dealt with and we can push back. We need to find our local groups that are trying to stand up to this and really make our voices heard. We need to stand up. We need to stand together. We need to be together. One of my favorite things that Larry Kramer ever said, and I told you I've got a little Larry inside me, was that we have to think of ourselves as a people. We're not just a community. We are a people. We have a shared history all around the world. No matter our ethnicity, our religion, 
the color of our skin or our gender or our sexual orientation. Our people have been oppressed and pushed down over and over again in the centuries and over millennia. And that gives us all a shared history and a shared heritage. We can look back to the Alan Turings and the Oscar Wildes. We can look back at the Bayard Rustins who stood up, the Marsha P. Hensons. We can look back at the great leaders of the past. We can look back at the small speeches, the tiny actions, the small acts of rebellion and revolt that have clawed us to the place where we are now, where we have at least some recognized rights under the law. And we can say that we are never going back. We are one people, no matter what country you are in, no matter what language you speak. We are one people with one shared history of violence and oppression against us. And when we realize that, and when we unite our voices together for the betterment of all of us, then we will find the liberation that we have been looking for for millennia. You are my sisters, you are my brothers, you are my siblings. Whether you are male, female, trans or cis, agender, polygender, anything, whatever you are, you are my family. We are connected in so many ways, and our voices must cry out together. We can't buckle down, we can't separate into groups, we cannot be divided. As there are challenges growing against us, we have to stand tall, we have to stand proud. We have to remember those who stood up at Stonewall and fought against the ill treatment that was being cast upon them. We have to look out for each other. And that's the best that I can offer. I'm just one person in the heartland of America whose voice is going out and trying to make a difference. But your voice can magnify mine. It can add to mine. We can speak out together. We can help one another. We can build a better world. It doesn't have to be this way. We just have to have the courage to speak out for one another and to embrace everyone. I hope this has helped some of you. It's helped me kind of deal with my emotions on this issue and with everything that's going on right now. And I can only hope that it helps you wherever you are, however you may be feeling about all this. 
Know that you are loved. Know that you have a home. We are here for each other even when no one else would be there for us. If you look around, I'm sure you can find some community center or, like I said, when I was coming up, I don't know how it is anymore because you know, I've been married for over 20 years, but when I was coming up, the local gay bar was this hub of the community. It was where we all gathered. It's where we planned, plotted, and looked out for each other. And I hope that that's still true today. But find your people. Find your safe place. And speak out. Visibility is the best thing that we can do. Because when people realize that their family members and friends are LGBTQ... I A plus 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 <laughs> too many to keep going. But when people realize that we are their friends, we are their families, it changes hearts and it changes minds. It really does. So as long as it's safe for you to do so, be out, be proud, and most of all, be safe. It's hard for me to do the back matter that I usually do on these episodes, but if you did enjoy this, please consider rating it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share me with more people. If you've got a dollar, you can throw my way. In the show notes, you'll see a link. This is Anchor Community Support. Any money that you give will help with everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm trying to do. I do wish I had some kind of episode by episode, you know, statistics, because I would love to say that, you know, anything that I raise on this episode, I would give to charity, but I don't get fine grained, you know, stats like that, but know that your support helps me to keep doing everything that I do. Um, like I said, broke a thousand followers on Twitter today, which felt like an impossible task. I've been floating around in the 900s for a long time. And I want to thank anybody who recently followed. It means a lot to me. And I hope to have good conversation with you going forward. If you haven't followed me yet and you want to, I'm CE Dorset on Twitter. You can also join the Facebook group over at facebook.com slash groups slash project shadow. And as always, you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If this is the first episode that you've ever listened to of the podcast, um, I'm not usually this serious. Usually we're talking about sci-fi shows and how awesome they are, sci-fi books and sometimes music. But sometimes you have to get a little serious. So I hope you enjoyed and I hope it was at least a little cathartic for you. Until next time, be compassionate, be safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.